With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Wednesday, August 5th, hump day. Yep, we're getting into the end of the week stuff. We'll get some data out from ADP about uh, jobs in the private sector. That should be interesting. But, you know, those private sector numbers don't always match up with the big government jobs report. We'll get that on Friday. Don't worry. We'll give you all the details of that. Okay. If you've got a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Ophelia writes, I'm 63 years old and will probably retire when I turn 66 and a half. Back in late February, I was $26,000 away from reaching $1 million in my Vanguard portfolio. Then Corona hit. My portfolio went down by about $300,000. Half of my portfolio consists of very aggressive Vanguard mutual funds, an IRA, and a 401k. The other half is a little over $500,000 in non-retirement mutual funds, money markets, and individual stocks. Thankfully, it has all come back. How's that? That's great. I'm afraid, though, that the market's going to go down again. I'm single. I've got no kids. I've got no major bills other than my mortgage. I'm the youngest of 12. Oh, my God. My mother lived to 100. My oldest sister is 81. I lead a very simple life, but because of my good genes, I am afraid I may outlive my money. My question, what should I do to secure my portfolio and still be able to gain from this volatile market? Well. I mean, you'd have to go through and take some sort of risk assessment. And my guess is that you're going to have to move some of the money, at least the money that's in the IRA and the 401k, to less aggressive stuff. What does that mean? It could mean some cash in that account. It could mean fixed income. Um, it could mean some stocks that wouldn't be quite as volatile as the individual stocks that you own. So I think that in general, when you have a million bucks, you know, you want to make sure that it's there for you. Surely the best way to do that is to reduce the risk. You know that in a volatile market, there are going to be ups, there are going to be downs. The one thing you also know is that no matter what, when you reduce the risk, if the market were to continue higher, you're not going to participate as fully, but that should be okay. Okay? Truly. Just you have to give up the upside in order to secure and protect against the downside. So good luck. Go to Vanguard, play with some of their uh, calculators, and you'll see that you can probably pull the risk down by dropping the bond and cash position to about 50%. See how that works, okay? And by the way, don't forget to run some retirement numbers because maybe when you're retired, you won't even have to dip into this portfolio so much because it sounds like you don't spend that much money. Okay. Addison writes, hi, Jill. I love your appearances on CBS TV. I have three Citibank credit cards and I would like to consolidate them into one card. Two of them have had zero balances for a year. The third one is the only one I use. I pay it in full every month. I'm trying to improve my credit score. I keep getting a message that my score would be better if I didn't have so many cards. 
this annoys me because my balances are as described. My question is, does it make sense to ask Citibank to consolidate the credit available to me into a single card? Would it hurt my credit to cancel the two other cards? Any other ideas? I don't know what your score is. I mean, I don't know if your score is you know, over 750, then don't worry about this in general, about the score itself. I had understood that when you cancel cards, that is a negative. It counts against you. If you don't have any use for the cards, you could kind of chat with the folks at City, but I don't understand why your credit score isn't higher. The most important thing you can do is not to cancel cards because canceling cards reduces the amount of credit available and also counts against you in a weird way on your scoring. That said, if you don't need to actually access new credit, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe if you've got an 802 credit score, none of this matters. Gary writes, I'm a retired federal government employee. My prime sources of income are social security, a pension, and two private pension funds from private employers. I also have funds in the government 401k, a thrift savings plan. Given what currently seems to be a great deal of political instability, I'm concerned about the future of my government sources of income. Should I be? And if so, what action would you recommend? Gary. Gary, no, I don't think you should be. There are things to be concerned about, but I don't think that anyone receiving those benefits should worry. I think you're really okay. I think that probably what we are learning is that as time passes and the debt and the deficit increase, the folks who are working now are the ones that could see those pension benefits become reduced in the future, not the ones who are already collecting. Samantha writes, Aunt Jill, after years of listening, I finally have a question, though I wish it was under better circumstances. Oh, my partner's father passed away a few years before retirement. His monthly pension payout is being split between the children, including my partner, who wants to put me as the beneficiary for this money. I'm also the beneficiary for his own pension. We are not married. We don't have shared assets or children, though there is a possibility I will co-sign for him to take over his father's mortgage. My question, if my partner passes away, can I refuse the pension inheritance? Would I have to refuse both or could I choose to keep his pension benefit and refuse his father's? Thanks for all you do. You are an expert, Sam. Okay, Sam, this is actually an estate question and probably should go to a lawyer, but there is something in estate planning called disclaiming, meaning that you can basically say, if someone's left me an asset, skip me and go to the next person. What I don't know is um, in the state where this is all happening, whether there are some rules around retirement assets that are different. It's a legal question, but I think that you could potentially be able to do this, but definitely go talk to a lawyer. Okay. All right. Cheryl writes, I've been listening to your podcast for about a year now, and I've really enjoyed the new daily show format on my walks. I was recently offered an early retirement opportunity and decided to accept it due to our generally positive financial situation. My husband and I have been able to accumulate approximately $3.2 million in 401k and lump sum pension over the past 30 years. I have a tiny amount of my 401k in a Roth due to recently being offered that option in my plan, just over 31000 Unfortunately, when I spoke with the plan administrator last week, I found out that when I start taking distributions in a year or so, I'm going to have to take from my Roth assets and my non-Roth assets equally and don't have the opportunity to set aside 
or shield them from RMDs are used optimally to moderate income levels. Due to this, I'm thinking about converting just the portion, just that portion, meaning the Roth 401k to a Roth IRA, leaving the remaining assets in the 401k funds. What are your thoughts? Thanks a ton for the help you're willing to give to so many. Cat lover, but doggy auntie, love to play with dogs, but then give them back to their parents. Well, send me a picture of your cat. We put cats up on the website also, Cheryl. Um, I would roll over into a Roth IRA. And it's funny when you talk about the actual 401k, it doesn't matter what your cost basis is in the 401k funds. You should roll it over as a Roth IRA because we want those assets to actually be separate and we want you to have the tax benefit. But the tax cost basis, there is no cost basis in the 401k that you have to worry about because it's all taxable income to you when you withdraw it. But yes, definitely convert. So just know that one, Mark makes a good point that when you roll over, one thing to remember is that you'll have a five-year window that you'll have to satisfy before you can pull money out. But look, Roth assets would be the last assets you want to access anyway. So I think that works for you. Okay. Follow up with any questions you might have. Okay. That's it. That is it for the program. Wednesday in the books. If you have a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. You can always be on our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact button. You can get to us from there. I've neglected to say this in a while, but I want to remind everyone our music is composed by Joel Goodman and Mark Talercio is our executive producer, and we're distributed by Cadence 13. Now, as always, and maybe more than ever, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Try to help someone out today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.